Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is The Sharp Edge, a sports conversation for the sports betting world. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. Featuring legendary handicapper Brandon Lang. How much that do-re may be for? And Scott Seidenberg. The Spartos, the Motorheads, Geeks, Bloods, Wastoids, Dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. This is The Sharp Edge. And welcome into the Sharp Edge alongside handicapper Brandon Lang. I am Scott Seidenberg. It is week three of the college football season and week two of the NFL. Let's get locked and loaded here. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the Sharp Edge wherever you get your podcasts from. Let's welcome in Brandon Lang. And Brandon, to this point with the NFL in week two and college football in week three, uh, how are you feeling so far today, bud? You know, when you're on the kind of heater that I was on in the month of August, um, to have one of my biggest Augusts in the 30 years I've been in this business, you know, you just hope that you can keep it going. But the law of averages that tell you that it, to, to win as much as I won for the most part throughout the summer, winning June, winning July, winning August, that when were you going to cool off? And, you know, we hit a little cold spell here. It started with Oregon Auburn two weeks ago, had no right losing that game. And then, uh, last Thursday night, the Bears, and they wet the bed. And then Friday night, you come back with a, uh, you know, just a, a, another bad call on uh, the home dog, Rice. And then Saturday, you go with Hawaii. that gets inside the 10 twice. The field goal kicker misses three field goals. They win by four, don't cover the number. So you go into last Sunday in the NFL, and in my business, with an e-commerce website like BrandonLang.com, you can't lose Saturday and Sunday back-to-back, especially week one of the NFL. You can't. I, I looked at the board, and I like Baltimore a little bit, but I like Jacksonville a little bit. And so I'm going over the board, and I just I, I, I can't lose. Now, I like Pittsburgh a little bit. thought they were some value plus the points. But at the end of the day, I just kept going back to one game. And that game, was Arizona the home dog over Detroit. And I, I just couldn't get off two things. One, I don't think Detroit's that good. And I don't believe Matthew Stafford. But when I watched Arizona go into Minnesota in week three of the preseason where your starters play pretty much the whole first half and watch Kyler Murray go 16 to 24 for a buck 33 and he looked great. And the Arizona defense held Kirk Cousins to three of 13 for 47 yards. I'm like, you know what? Detroit shouldn't be laying points to them. And I watched that game. No shot, down 24-6 in the fourth. And I just I just went off and was heading to a bar. And next thing you know, I see a score 24-9. And next thing you know, I see 24-16. So, ooh. <laughs> so I pull into a Buffalo Wild Wing. For those of you listening right now, the line was solid. Arizona plus two and a half. You can buy it up for plus three. Um, most people went to three and a half late. So you had a lot of, a lot of Detroit money. But... I pull into a Buffalo Wild Wings, and I go in, and I see Matthew Stafford overthrow or miscommunicate with the receiver on third and eight, and they punt it back, and the punt gets blocked, and Arizona gets blocked by fifty. I go, ooh. I but, did you, but did you see what happened before you walked into the Buffalo Wild Wings? When Matt Patricia 
called a timeout just before the ball was snapped when they actually converted the third down that would have given them the first down to end the game. They would have taken knees after that. But instead, the official granted Matt Patricia the timeout. They run the third down play. It was the incompletion that you're talking about. Arizona takes over, and then we all know what happens from there. Matt Patricia cost his team a chance at winning that game. Sounds to me like you had a plan, Detroit. No, I just thought that that was I, – I I just – I rewatch a lot of games, right? And I pick out moments that cost teams games, and that was a moment that cost his team the game by, by calling a timeout there. Just like Bill O'Brien's stupid relaxed defense cost him a game against the Saints. There was no reason to play off on the receiver there and allow Ted Ginn to get nine yards with five seconds left in order to set up the game-winning field goal. Now, they covered anyway to the Texans, but – that was a moment that really uh, uh, pissed me off. And then also in the Jets game, there was an interception that was dropped by Marcus May that completely would have changed the outcome of the of the entire game. And maybe Buffalo doesn't come back and win that game. Little moments that people don't realize, Brandon, have a enormous effect on the outcome of these games. Well, speaking of which, you're you're exactly right because then now when you have the dog plus two and a half, three, and you go to the coin toss. You have to have the dog win the toss. You have yes. To. If the dog doesn't win the toss, the favorite gets it, goes down and scores, you don't cover. And when I saw Arizona win the toss, I said, winner, winner, chicken dinner, <laughs> here we go. And sure enough, they, they did what they were supposed to do. So nice to get that. And then came back on Monday night with the line value on, on Oakland plus the points over Denver, outright winner. And then now we're off and running. So that, that was a nice uh, that's that's a nice play out of you on Monday night. I, I had this the Texans plus the seven, and uh, I didn't want to touch that second game. My read was the Broncos there just because of all the turmoil that's been going on with with Oakland. But good for you for uh, going with the Raiders as the home dog there, and they went out right for you. That that was a well, that's a nice play out of you. If you think about this, back in April when the Week One lines came out. The Vegas odds makers made Oakland a two and a half point favorite. Yes, exactly. That's how that's how they valued them. And then of course you get the hard knocks, you get Antonio Brown, you get the drama, you get the public, you get the this, you get the that, and the public decides, well, they're just a train wreck and bets it to Denver minus two and a half. And I'm sitting there saying, Okay, who do I believe? Do I believe the public who's moved this line to where it's at? Or do I believe the boys in the desert have it had it right with, with Oakland minus two and a half? You watch the game. Oakland Raider defensive line is legit. The Oakland Raider offensive line is legit. What John Gruden's doing with Derek Carr is legit. And I'm telling you, people think I'm crazy. But do not sleep on this Raider team. I'm telling you right now, that's a pretty good Denver defense that they had their way with. And now you're getting incredible line value due to the fact that Kansas City went into Jacksonville and beat them in the yep. manner in which they did. And now you are getting tremendous line value on the Raiders. Get more than a touchdown. Game we'll get back into. So good week, good way to end the week, and uh, and now we get ready to attack the board this week. Well, look here, Brandon. If you found the hundred dollars on the street, would you pick it up or would you keep walking? 
of course you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them, guys? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best. So do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know you can even bet on games after a kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet's going to lose, well, you can always just take the other side. And if you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and try to win a lot, then try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And listen, no matter how you bet this NFL season, it's the best time of the year. So join now. My bookie will double your first deposit. Use the promo code EDGE100. That's E-D-G-E-100. Edge 100 and my bookie will double your first deposit. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Yeah, let's start with college football. My play of the week last week was LSU, and they covered for me. Uh, Should have covered by even more. Texas scored a touchdown there in the final seconds. It was a losing week for me in college, which is surprising. Uh, and I had a couple of bad beats. The over in the Ohio State game uh, would have hit head. Cincinnati not thrown an interception on the one-yard line and then also later in the game fumbled going into the end zone and turning a touchdown into a touchback. Uh, That's an absolute crushing play when you have the over in a game. Uh, All in all, though, it was a two and three college football Saturday for me. Still, though, positive on the season. We are now 16 and four or 16 and five, I should say in college football, looking to carry that momentum over to this Saturday uh, or this weekend, which starts on Friday, Brandon. Do you like any of the games on Friday here? We got North Carolina, Wake Forest, Kansas, BC, Washington State, Houston, that game being played at NRG Stadium. You know, Mac Brown's on a little bit of a tear here. He is. Come out of the box and, and, and win those. Deacons just one and seven versus number last state at home. And no covers last five versus the ACC. I'm going to drink the Mac Attack Kool-Aid. And I'm going to take them. I'm going to take them plus the points. And listen, I'll say it again. Although Rice didn't get there, I got no problem rolling dice with with a Friday night home dog in Houston plus the points over Washington State. Uh, Oh, really? Yeah, I don't believe Mike Leach laying points on the road. I I, I like Houston to to fight the grit. I'm on the opposite side of that game. I'm on the opposite. I think think this Washington State team is – I think they're really good. They they run routes, Brandon. They run routes better than the majority of these teams in college football. Mike Leach knows how to coach these guys up. And and I I look at that offense. You go ahead and run run those routes. I think they're scoring. (laughs) Where your credit card gets banged for 500 and you're rolling on. It was only 375 last time. Relax. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Um, I don't know what our dinner bet was last week. I, I, can't, I don't even remember so much going on in my brain. But uh, listen, this isn't a game I love. Okay. I don't mm-hmm. love it. But it's hard for me to look the other way when it comes to a Friday night home dog in college football. There you go. 
It's a neutral. It, it's I guess it's home, but it's not home. It's being played at NRG Stadium, so it's not like it's on campus. It's uh, it's being played where the you know the Texans' home stadium, so it's kind of a neutral field. I know it's technically in Houston still, but it's kind of a neutral field. I think that I'm treating it like a neutral field, and I'm going to go with the Cougars minus eight and a half points there. I will take the other side. Good luck, bragging rights, and uh, we'll see you on campus. Next. Remember, remember uh, my steak wrapped in bacon, please. Uh, moving on, is there another game that you're picking out here as we get into the Saturday slate? I've actually done a lot of research here into the Big Ten. There's a couple of games in the Big Ten that I like on Saturday. Really? Something fitting your fancy? What do you got? I think Penn State's going to blow out Pittsburgh. Um, Penn State, I know there's like the little brother effect here for Pittsburgh, and they want to fight because it's the in-state rivalry and the recruiting battles and whatnot. Penn State leads the nation in sacks right now. Their defense lives in the opponent's backfield for the first two games of the season. Pitt just does not have enough offense to match Penn State in this game. Nittany Lions at home, noon kickoff, the the early Big Ten game on ABC. Penn State's going to run away with this game. Well, all I'll tell you is, Narduzzi is 12 and 6 as a visiting dog since 2015. The road team has covered the last three years in this series, and Franklin 4 and 6 versus the line his last nine as a double digit chalk. You want chalk? I give you chalk. But, but let, let me you tell you this. Let me tell you this, Brandon. Let, you let, go let, ahead. Let me tell you this. Chalk, no, 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 no. Because, I, because your trends are great. I, lo- I love your trends, dude. I love your trends, but. In college football, I don't buy too much into that because the roster turnover is so heavy that these are completely different players. It's a completely different team. It's like it's like looking at Kentucky and and uh, and not to jump ahead, but Kentucky beating Florida last year. This year's Kentucky team is nowhere near what Kentucky was last year. So I don't just look at them and say, hey, the trend's this, the trend's that. I think this Penn State team has way more talent than Pittsburgh this year. You can give me all the numbers you love, but I think this comes down to which team has more talent. Dude, what's your current line on Central Florida? Seven and a half over Stanford. Wow. Is that psychotic? Central Florida minus the points. Over Stanford more than a touchdown. KJ Costello's back. KJ Costello's back for Stanford, so you know their offense is going to be better. Wow. That's a big number, bro. That's a big number. For me, the game that jumps out at me, that just jumped out at me, smack me right in the face and say, bet me, bet me, bet me, B-Lang, you got to bet me because I'm going to come through for you. It's like that stripper sister. Just come back in the champagne room with me. I'll make all your dreams come true. Just, just come back with me. Come back with me. And then you succumb to it, and you go back with her, and then it's all over. The game that jumped out to me. I'm gonna tell you right now. You ready? Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. Deep breath. Navy is going to hammer ECU. Navy is going to hammer ECU. Okay. Irish 3-12-1 against the spread as a road dog. Navy's covered last five in a row overall since 2018. Get on the midshipman. I was in the Navy, served my country, and the Naval Academy is going to serve me well in the, in, in the pocketbook. Navy, honest the points. Okay, okay. Um, Iowa against Iowa State. 
Uh, same thing, Iowa State, little brother, the environment, the emotion, I get it, but there's such a big talent mismatch in that game. Iowa at only minus two and a half, I think is just, some people might say it's a sucker line, but I think Iowa's going to win this one going away against Iowa State. Trap. We got a trap. We got a home so? dog in Iowa State. Trap. Home dog plus three. I'm going to go on the other side. This won't be the stake bet, but I'm going to take the other side and take Iowa State home. What do you think about USC going into BYU as a small road favorite? You know, let me tell you something. They lose JT Daniels, but this kid Slovis is the real deal, huh? He he, he makes that offense look a, a whole lot different. Bro, how good was he? I stayed up and watched that game. Bro, he was unbelievable to step in as a true freshman. And the 45-26 win pounding Stanford, and his numbers were just ridiculous. They had a 514 to 220-yard edge uh, in that game. And I, I just got to believe that what he did under center, his coordinators did a great job. I, I do like USC. I think a BYU off the big win against Tennessee coming back home, flat spot for them. I'm going to roll the dice with USC minus the points. Uh, one more college game, or actually two more that I'm pointing out here, both in the Big Ten. Maryland, uh, how for real is this offense? Uh, I know they're not going to put up a 60-burger every week, but through the first two weeks of the season, they are legit, Brandon. They're uh, seven-point favorites in this game, and I just think that this is an opportunity for them to show everyone just how for real they are. Give me the Terrapins minus the seven points here on Saturday against Temple. Well, think about it. When your head coach was Alabama's offensive coordinator the last two years, Mr. Loxley, and the visitor in this series is 7-0 and against the spread the last seven. What they did to Syracuse and the manner in which they did it, I think they're kicking ass and taking names, and I think you couldn't be more on the right side of a game in the history of mankind. Maryland rolls as they keep this thing going. You might want to jump on them big here because you may not be getting that kind of line value after they blow Temple out on Saturday. Uh, I got Michigan State blowing out Arizona, a little revenge factor from last year in Tempe. This is a game where the uh, Spartans flex their muscle and their defense is going to make freshman quarterback Jaden Daniels try to beat them. I don't think he can. No feel after the gymnast situation with Michigan State and being from Michigan, I could care less about Michigan State. I did root for the basketball team because Matt McQuaid, the starting guard, played high school basketball with his dad but now that Matt's gone, I, I really will not pay attention to anything Michigan State. Next, let's go to the NFL. Let us go to the NFL. It's an interesting week that starts with Thursday night where I think it's the Panthers all the way over the Buccaneers. You want your trends? I'll give you your trends, Brandon. How about the Panthers since Cam Newton became their quarterback? Are let's see what's the numbers here 13 and 0 straight up, 10 2 and 1 against the spread as a home favorite of seven or more points. Panthers minus seven, lock it up. Wow, strong numbers. And the fact that the Bucks are three, six, and four as a rug dog the past two years. Arian is two and seven in that role the last two years. Bucks under 12 of 17. And five of the last six in this series have gone under the posted total. Sometimes in this business, you look at one thing and one thing only. Look at your quarterback comparison. Who are you going to lose with? 
You're going to lose with J-Mo or you're going to lose with Cam. Forget the number. Who are you going to feel comfortable losing with? I'm betting on Cam Newton nine times out of ten. Nine times out of nine, I should say. Ten times out of ten. Every day of the week, twice on Sundays. Cam Newton over Jameis Winston. The turnover problems are for real with this Buccaneers team. Panthers are going to roll on Thursday night. You go back to Jameis Winston. Sometimes you're rolling through public supermarket and them crab legs look good. <laughs> crab legs look good. Brother got to get his crab legs. I'm like, well, I'm Jameis Winston, quarterback of Florida State. Can I get some melted butter to go with my crab legs? So, you know, I grabbed the crab leg. I grabbed me some butter. I'm a he also stands up in the middle of the uh, cafeteria at the student union and screams, uh, grab her in the you-know-what. So, uh, or, you know, so, yep. or... Yeah, so Jameis Winston's really got a good head on his shoulders. Uh, Moving on to Sunday's slate, um, first place that I'm looking is uh, Minnesota plus the points in Green Bay. Yeah, I don't think Green Bay is as good as Chicago made them look. I completely agree with you there. I think it's a a great spot for what I think is going to be the number one defense in the NFL. And um, I just think Green Bay benefited on the fact that Mitchell Trubisky should a be doing porn in LA as good looking as he is, and he's probably you know he's probably got the manhood to to cover that, get him out there, a little Brooklyn Blue two man scene, give a bring Jenna Jameson out of retirement, Brianna Banks old school, hey Mitchell, start doing some porn, buddy, because you couldn't hit water if you fell out of a fucking boat. I get one f bomb per podcast. You said that, so you don't have to edit that out. Because he buried me on Thursday because he can't complete a pass. I thought that I was reliving the nightmare of Rex Grossman in 2006. Rex is our quarterback. Defense. Yep, Rex is our quarterback. Well, he lost the Super Bowl for you. So for me, breaking this down, I don't think Green Bay is back, and I love Minnesota minus uh, plus the points. I know it's so hard to look at this game and actually have faith in the Miami Dolphins. But if you want to look at numbers, the Patriots are 0-5 against the spread when favored by 19 points or more. Right now, they are 19-point favorites over the Dolphins in Miami, a place where they are 1-5 and in their last six visits to Hard Rock Stadium. Unreal. Unreal. This reminds me of the point spreads that we were seeing with them in their first undefeated season uh, back with Randy Moss. And uh, what they did to Pittsburgh in that defense completely fooled me uh, to put up that kind of number and that kind of domination. Uh, I think if you play this game, you have to play New England or stay away. You can't trust Miami in the spot. I remember in that undefeated year, they went into Buffalo they were laying like 16 and a half. They won the game like 52 to three. So obviously there's a right side to the game and a wrong side to the game. Make sure you lose with the right side, regardless of what happens here. I believe New England is the right side. Here's an interesting line to me, because I thought based off the Sunday night performance, there would be a little public overreaction and the line would actually play into my favor. You know, when I was watching the Steelers lose, Brandon, I I was saying to myself, I can't wait to bet the Steelers next week because the line is going to be so adjusted. It's actually not. Pittsburgh's a a four-and-a-half-point favorite against Seattle here. Do you still like Pittsburgh? You know, I got to step back and see how they react to what happened on Sunday night. I don't know where they are as a football team. Their defense didn't play well. Their offensive line didn't play well. And I think we're going to find out, A, 
Pittsburgh better than we think or B, New England is better than we think. I think in that game, from a value standpoint, there is no value. Let's find out which Pittsburgh Steelers team matches, you know, comes out on Sunday. Is 13 and a half too much for the Ravens to be favored over the Cardinals? That's a hard question to ask me due to the fact of how clutch the Cardinals were for me last time on Sunday. For me to, to go against them here, I will not play that game, but I will root for Arizona to cover the number. I'm not going <laughs> to go to that well again. Um, they've been good to me so far. I'm I'll tell you I'll tell you what the Murray. play is in that game. If, if you want to play in that game, it's the over 46. I think that the way that the Cardinals play on offense means that Lamar Jackson is going to be on the field a lot more than he would normally be because they're either going to go three and out or they're going to score quickly. They're, they're not going to they don't they're not going to run the clock out and and win the time of possession battle here. I love what I saw from Lamar Jackson and, and that Raven offense last week. Both of these teams certainly can score. They're both going to try and score. I think this game easily goes over 46, Brandon. Yeah, you would think Baltimore offensively with what Lamar did, um, nobody saw that, especially fantasy football players never saw that. Um, I do like that play, Scott. I think it's a, a tremendous play based on how Baltimore looked. I think it's a flat spot for Arizona. You come off the tie, the come, come from behind win, and now you have to go all the way to the East Coast and expose that rookie to this Baltimore defense in Baltimore. My lean is towards Baltimore minus the points, but at the end of the day, um, as good as Arizona was to me last week and getting the cover for me, it's hard for me to um, go against them in a spot here. So I'll watch that game and enjoy watching it on DirecTV. But at the end of the day, the play is either the over or stay away. Am I crazy to like the Jaguars plus nine points? Nine points is a lot for a divisional matchup, especially considering the Jaguars defense. I like Gardner Minshew. This is a kid that if if the listeners don't know who he is and they just think, oh, he was the quarterback at Washington State, he was supposed to go to Alabama. Nick Saban wanted him at Alabama as a graduate transfer. He committed to Alabama, decommitted, and chose to go to Washington State where he felt that he would actually get the playing time, which he did for Mike Leach in his one year of eligibility as a graduate transfer. But if Nick Saban wants you, you know that this kid is a player, and he looked good, 22 of 25 passing, 275 yards and two touchdowns. I just think nine is too much in a divisional matchup here with the Jaguars defense and with Minshew at quarterback. Uh, I, I'm, I like the Jags here. You know, I think that this is a team in disarray. I'll make a prediction right now that the first coach to be fired this year might be Moron. I'm sorry, mm. moron. <laughs> um, I talked about on radio how I thought Jacksonville was a good play, and I watched the game and said, this guy's clueless. He's clueless. He's got no shot whatsoever, and the sooner they get rid of him, the sooner they can rebuild. So for me, you can have all the Jacksonville you want. Um, they embarrassed me on radio last week. Houston 7-2-1, and one, their last 10 against the spread. Give me Houston minus the points. Uh, Saints revenge factor in LA against the Rams. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the value of the number being two and a half, three. I think you set back and see if it if it moves to three and by the half point to three and a half. Um, Rams got to win. Give them credit for winning in Carolina. I think this is a whole different beast whatsoever. I think you got to take the value of the number, buy it up to three and a half, and roll the dice. 
Tell me why I love the Falcons so much as a home underdog on Sunday Night Football. Because you are eating too many of the CBD gummies. <laughs> And you, you, and you follow that up with like nachos and like ice cream. And then you go to the movie theaters and you put the M&Ms in your popcorn for the extra little buzz buzz. And then you come full circle and come back and say, oh, I like this right here. This is what I'm going to do. Look, Richard Gere, Julia Roberts, and Pretty Woman. Look, no hands, no hands. You're a psychotic fuck. That's all I got to say. So I guess you're on the Eagles in that one. Sure. I'm on the I have, Eagles in this listen, one. I got the Eagles going to the Super Bowl out of the NFC. So uh, that's how I feel about that team. Um, any other game jump out at you? What about the Bears going into Denver against the Broncos? You mentioned you like the Raiders the way that they've been playing. You're going to take them plus the points against the Chiefs? Yes. That's the other game that I like. I'm going to roll the dice. I'm going to drink the John Green Kool-Aid. And I'm going to take Oakland <clears throat> plus the points. Over KC, that's my upset special. They may get blown out by 40, but if they don't, and I call for the upset, how good do I look? Give me the Raiders plus the points. How about Monday night football, the Browns against the Jets? The Browns, so much hype. Uh, I just think this season's a train wreck waiting to happen with the Browns. Odell Beckham Jr. wearing a quarter of a million-dollar watch on his wrist during the game and saying that he's going to wear it every game this season. Uh, Wait till we find out how much that company is paying him to wear it. But I, I just think the Browns are in for a world of trouble this season. They're favored on the road against the Jets. I like the home dog on a primetime game, especially the, the way that the Jets defense played last week. H- have to find out what the hell the C.J. Mosley is. But if he's playing, I like the Jets. I agree. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't think Cleveland's as bad as Tennessee made them look. Baker Mayfield versus Sam Darnold. Advantage Baker Mayfield. I'm going to roll the dice with Cleveland over the Jets. All right, brother. We'll take it. Uh, My lock of the week, I guess, would be the Panthers. That's my favorite play for Thursday night. So if you're listening to this after Thursday and the Panthers covered, sorry you missed out. If you're listening to this after Thursday and the Panthers didn't cover, well, good thing you're listening to this after Thursday. Uh, Brandon, is there one game that you're going to circle right now is that your number one lock? Yeah, the Raiders. Chucky, okay, John Gruden. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go on record and say I'm gonna stay with that. So that rolling with Chuck. I, I love the, uh, I love the Naval Academy as well. So we're good to go. Boom, boom. All right, brother. Well, good luck, man. We'll talk to you next week. All right, thanks, Scotty. Don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. And where do I go when I want winners, when I need more information? It's VegasSportsAdvisors.com. they got a dozen pros posting their picks. It's not a betting site. It's just information. And I want as much information as possible before I bet. So check it out. Use the promo code BETTINGNY. That's B-E-T-T-I-N-G-N-Y. It gets you a free week. So why don't you check it out, VegasSportsAdvisors.com. For Brandon Lang, I'm Scott Seidenberg. Be sure to subscribe to The Sharp Edge wherever you get your podcasts from, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.